Welcome to Stone Alchemy. I'm Mikey D on the side of the mic, and my buddy Russ is on the other. Join us around this mystical fire, and we'll attempt to make gold of any leaden topic, and vice versa. From pizza on Boiker to mushroom secrets from Zeta Reticuli, and everything in between. Nothing is off topic when you dabble in Stone Alchemy. Hello, I'm Walter Clark, and this is QBC News, and we have a story coming to you live via satellite from a small village in New York City where an independent film shoot is in progress, where Howard Bozell is on location. How are you, Howard? Thank you, Walter. I am well. I should mention that we are coming to you live from Greenwich Village, New York City. Not a small village, as previously reported. Oh, I stand corrected. Thank you, Howard. <laughs> to forgive, divine, and that I am. <laughs> Tell me, Howard, what's going on over there? Well, Walter, there appears to be complete and total pandemonium on the set of this production of a film entitled Joey Nero. But there is a method to this madness, and as we speak, the crew is preparing for the next big scene. And just what may that big scene be, Howard? I'm glad you asked me that, Walter, because I can tell you it is fantastic. Oh, really, Howard? Yes, Walter. Over 30 feet of dolly track have been laid from the front door, stretching through the foyer, down two steps to the back of the living room, where a large mirror, flanked by dozens of lit candles and bundles of newspapers, stand. On the table, there is a large keyring with many keys, a copy of Mein Kampf, and random scraps of electronics and wires. That's quite a set you have there. Yes, indeed it is, Walt. That it is. <laughs> Tell me, Howard, who is the director? Walter, there are two directors on this film. David and Michael DeMarco, likely brothers in a family of Italian descent. At this very moment, they are in the kitchen, discussing the big scene with their star actor, a tall, intense, and gaunt gentleman by the name of Nick Sandow. Howard, is uh, anyone available for an interview? Well, Walter, everyone is quite busy. Uh, there is one man running around yelling at everyone. He just may be the producer. Or perhaps he is the sound man. I now see many cables under his arm and a boom microphone over his left shoulder. Howard, perhaps you could wrangle him in with the cables. <laughs> I will try that, Walter. Excuse me, are you the producer? Yes, uh, one of them. I'm Russ. Uh, Mike and Dave are also producers. Uh, I'm also the sound guy and doing music. My, that's quite a variety of hats you have there. Oh, the, yeah, the different hats. And uh, also, this is my apartment. This must be exhilarating for you. I'd say there's quite a bustling uproar of activity in your domicile. They're fucking wrecking the place, man. Please, please watch your language. Look, you have no idea. We had to put everything into the bedroom, which is also the green room, by the way, and we keep blowing fuses. David sat on my table and almost broke it. Uh, Mike scratched the floor. It's, it's crazy, man. 
I also noticed that you have no craft services available for the crew. We can't afford that. We're in a very tight budget. Spoken like a true producer. Hey, I have to go. I really need a joint, man. Oh, I see. Uh, is there a plumbing issue? What? No. Well, there you have it. No plumbing issues on this set. I'll see if I could find someone else. Uh, I see a gentleman who may be the DP. It appears as though he is loading film into a camera. Either that or he is changing his clothes. You should see the mop of hair on this fellow. I'm waving now, trying to garner his attention. Tell me, Howard, how many people are there working on the film? I have no idea, Walter, but I can only gather that there are at least six or seven individuals busy at work. Oh, oh Walter, the fellow with the mop of hair is shaking his head from side to side indicating to me that he is indeed preoccupied and is unable to speak at this time. Oh, that's fine, Howard. Uh, we need to take a little break now anyway, courtesy of our sponsor, Carrington Cigarettes, the cigarette worth fighting for. What gives Carrington the taste worth fighting for? Here, let me show you. The bright fighting taste worth fighting for. See? It's got this charcoal tip. Carrington's got a charcoal tip, and it's got a white one, too. Together they improve that great tobacco taste for you. Get the cigarette with the taste worth fighting for. Join me and switch a full smoke, Tarrington. Us Tarrington smokers would rather fight than switch. Welcome back, I'm Walter Clark. We're coming to you live from an apartment in a small village. Actually, uh, never mind. Uh, the apartment is full of smoke from the burnt out candles after that last take, and perhaps from something a little more potent and pungent. The temperature is well over 100 degrees in here, but everyone seems pleased particularly the dynamic directing duo of the Brothers DeMarco. We're not brothers, we're cousins. Right you are, forgive me, cousins. The rest of the crew is resetting the shot. There's Kim the PA replacing the candles, Tom the DP busy loading film into a camera, and it's Russ again. I excuse me, just a moment. Oh, hey man. You seem pleased, almost calm. It's all good. Uh, everyone is doing a great job, you know. It's all happening, you know. The crew has been at it now for over 12 hours with no food, no drink, and no rest. Frankly, the crew looks exhausted, yet spirits remain high. How much longer can they hang on under these grueling conditions? Oh, I don't know. Uh, we had some bagels this morning. Man cannot live by bread alone. And we had some coffee, too. And yet you keep on going. As George Bernard Shaw once said, you see things and you say, why? But I dream things that never were, and I say, why not? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, look, I, we have to get ready for the next take, okay? I, I gotta go. Well, thank you for your time, and good luck with the rest of production. Thank you.
I am Howard Bozell from the set of Joey Nero in New York City's Greenwich Village. Back to you, Walter. Thank you, Howard. And there you have it, folks. From a small green village all the way to theaters near you. Coming soon, Joey Nero. And that was Russ's small green village. <laughs> but, uh, that was a, a funny, funny little behind the scenes. Of, <laughs> it certainly how was, it, Mike. How it co-sell and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, yeah, and and Walter, Walter Cronkite, Cronkite, my my <laughs> impersonations of those two, is iconic. Growing up with those characters, but but yeah, I, I tried to get that uh, atmosphere of these guys are far removed from the production, but they're looking in to this chaos that's happening in this apartment in Greenwich Village, and uh, it, and it was chaos. I mean, remember Tom? It was it was incredible, but it was hours of setup, but he laid. Must have been 30 feet of track from the, oh, the front dolly door. shot, the yeah. great dolly shot from the front door all the way in. It was a pretty big apartment, so there was enough. And room you had a sunken living room, so had a sunken living room. So we went from the, the front door, the foyer, down steps into the living room, and it was about 30 feet. And it was all this beautiful slanted dolly tracks with like an altar set up on the far side with the candles and stuff. Right, it was candles and all this junk in between. And there was a lot uh, of rack focusing going on as we were going because you would zoom in on things in the foreground and then a little further away. So it, it, it took some rehearsal to get that done right. Yeah, you know, smoothly. Had... It looked great, though, because there, there was a lot great. of interesting yeah. stuff to see. It felt really professional to be doing that. It was like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, that was our and... first film where we like, where we had the tools to make it look that much better. You know, yeah, dolly yeah. And stuff like that. It was, I don't know, I'm not sure what the budget was on it. I just remember <laughs> calling my Uncle John, who uh, was my godfather, and I – I told him we're making a movie, and uh, I was hoping he'd give us maybe 500 bucks or something. And uh, he goes, I'll give you 5,000. And that was like my jaw dropped. I was like, oh, my God, really? Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. So my uncle gave us 5,000 towards it. But I think the movie must have cost, what, 15,000 maybe? Yeah, yeah. It took everything we had on top of it uh, to make it happen. And, you know, also repaint the apartment after we were done because we made a mess of that place. Oh, man. Um, and It was we... that day. Well, well, in your story, as you <laughs> Getting trying to get high, want to get higher and higher. (laughs) That wasn't far from the truth, but you had just had enough of us. No, it wasn't. It it was. We're in this apartment, and even though we had room, there's stuff everywhere. You have to be careful when you set. When when you have a hot set, you can't be knocking stuff over or moving things. So you have to be very careful with what you do. And it's all hot and sweaty, and uh, it was really. And with long days, we had really no food. Um, It was brutal, but it was. It was fun. And we had a, like we could all go home and go to our nice, you know, yeah, apartment. We had to live in that, I had a, that and I, chaos. And I, I ended up keeping that the chest, the lit chest set, you know, with yeah, the you know who painted, you know who painted that board? No, that was David's sister, Jennifer. No painted kidding. That. Uh-huh. Yeah. She created that. Board. Great job! It looked fantastic. And uh, with the chess pieces, didn't Craig make a piece so that it could crumble? Remember? Oh, that's right. A, yes. He made a about that. Out right. of clay or something. I don't know. Yeah, he he copied one of the... Because that was an Alice in Wonderland chess set. It was a really cool chess set. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't want to break the chess set. You know, right. But he duplicated one of the pieces so that the... the he break the head off or something yeah, in anger, yeah. yeah. It was a pawn. One of the pawns, he just snaps the head off. Hmm. But, uh, that's right. Yeah, that's a detail I forgot about. And then there was... um, What else? We had the... Oh, the whole the whole ritual scene at the end where Craig he was putting this like war paint on his face, and I'll never forget we mm-hmm. Craig worked on him to, to sort of do a makeup test, and we were up on the roof getting ready to shoot, 
and Nick comes up with Craig and Nick was very <laughs> disappointed and very unhappy. Mm. And he goes, what do you think? And, and Nick's like, this is not right. He goes, this is not what Joey Nero would put on his face. And he was right because it was too neat. It was too perfect. Perfect. It looked professional. It didn't look like. He well, was... not even professional. It just looked too order, orderly. And mm. I think what, what Nick would say, his character would have put it on more like war paint with his fingers, like mm. raw and like tribalistic. So we went with that. We, we, we decided to clear it off and start over again and do it that way. And I and... think that was a better. And man, was that effective when he came out, the, the whole scene on the roof, we on the roof of my building, by the way. Uh, which we had which no we, permission to shoot. Which on. we had no permission to shoot on. <laughs> and we shot up there. And when he came out of the door, he, yeah. he, he looked like a nut. Oh, he looked great. like he, he was on a war path. He was enraged. It, it, it worked so well. Uh, he really got into the character. One thing I'm really unhappy with that movie, and we could have fixed it so easy, is the end, the very end. It has a sort of a surprise ending where you he's going to kill he's got his gun and he's aiming it at joey pizzo and pizzo's got this sword and uh he grabs the gun from from uh joey nero and he realizes it, it, it he goes it's an empty gun shooting, yeah. so he puts it up to his own head like mockingly and he starts pulling the trigger and click 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 bang there was one mm. bullet in it but we should have sprayed blood on the wall or something like cut away to the wall and just have some blood spray or something to make that a clear moment that that's what happened because it happens off camera yeah I don't know if the audience. Yeah, died. because we because we didn't have the budget to. Well, we could have done that. Blood, that would have been easy to spray some blood. We should. Yeah. I just we just didn't do it. It was you know yeah. bad planning. Why but, on uh, Tom's camera like go? Right, oh, right not even on the, the not, not on the <laughs> lens. Like on the on the wall of the elevator room or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then we that, shot that in your elevator, but we 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 on we, top of the elevator and yeah. We, we opened up the, the top of the elevator door. The top of the elevator and Tom, I don't think anyone's ever been up there in a hundred years. I think it was a pretty old elevator. But he's setting, he set up the camera up there and the up light. On top of the, to get a shot up going through the uh, the yeah. shaft, which is a cool, another cool shot. And there was power up there, apparently, because he, he had lights hooked up. I don't even know how he did it, but uh, he was that, dedicated. He did it. That was job. a good, that was a, that was a nice, that was a very cool shot. That was uh, a very cool shot. Shaft. Wow. So all these little production value tr- things we added. Yeah. Now that's like the yeah. first time we, and then we had a, uh, oh, no, 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 that's the other film. What else we did? Oh, on the street. We did shoot on the same street as the Godfather once again. Mm-hmm. The scene where uh, Joey's going through the garbage and finds a lamp. And then well, Joey Pizzo smashes. Street? No, 118. That's on 118. And Joey Pizzo smashes his lamp on the ground. Yep. Yeah. And then they beat him up. There's the beat up scene. Yeah, that's uh, oh, on the cobblestone street, that low angle dollying across the cobblestones. It was, it was a very picturesque. It was a great shot. And. That's all. That's all been paved over now. I think. It's no, there's still cobblestones. Really? Yeah. That's that's good. Yeah, there's still cobblestones are still there, even though the the mall is there's a Costco mall there now, but the entrance is on one seventeen, not one eighteen. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's still it's still still cobblestone street there. It's a it's a bit of old New York that's that still exists. Yeah. Well, yeah. Even even the stuff that we shot, uh, you know, that we even the stuff that we shot <laughs> on the roof. What was cool about that view is is uh, to the north. Uh, was the Empire State Building, and to the south was where the World Trade Center. That's right. We got there in the shot because we do that 360 shot. Yeah, so we did the whole everything. 360, and uh, yeah, the film went on to make millions. Yeah, we <laughs> wow, it's funny we did sell it, and and this is the most bizarre thing. Remember, we took it to that film market down on Houston Street. There's yeah. that film market, and we had a screening there, which sucked. I remember we had a early morning screening, which means not a lot of people are going to show up. But some company bought it, and they sold they sold it in Egypt. <laughs> Which is a little disconcerting. I mean, it's weird. I don't know why Egypt, an Egyptian market, want would want to watch Joey Nero, but uh, and I, we didn't make. I don't even know if we made any money. We must have made 
I don't think it made any money on it, to be honest. I don't remember seeing no, it. No, no, it, it didn't make <laughs> but, anything. Not, not that we saw. Not that we but saw. So uh, it's kind of interesting who bought it, though. That's it's kind of funny, at least for that market. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, I remember we were so excited when they they put a note in our mailbox. Like, we want to meet with you about this. We're like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it didn't do much else. I mean, it, you know, just sort of just. I don't know if we even into even into. We did a screening of it down at Tribeca. Mm-hmm. I remember we did have a screen. yeah we did that's right and yep. I, I I ran I remember running into Eli Wallach oh really at De Niro's place that restaurant right at right. theater he was walking out he was like about four feet tall at this point because <laughs> he kept on shrinking as he got older and I saw him and I was like oh my god Eli Wallach um that was a fun screen we had a lot of people at that screen that was an exciting day I mean the no exit one was bigger but in the same location but the Joey Nero one was good too it was, it was... I remember Otis didn't. Yeah, they, he didn't show up, but I don't uh, think the kid no. did. But they got to play Otis. You know, I, we mentioned earlier that this guy was—he's uh, a retired detective, I believe he was, New mm-hmm. York City detective. And in, in the bedroom, which we used for storage of all the stuff that was in the rest of the apartment, was also the green room, where the actors can go and chill in between takes. And in in my window. <laughs> Had a lot of marijuana growing. In the- <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> and he opened the curtain and, and he just looked and he just closed it really quick. <laughs> he didn't say anything. He didn't he say, say a word. Or- no, he didn't say anything. It was back then. It was illegal, I guess. But uh, now, now oh, it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, grow it. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> that is that is funny. But the look on his face was <laughs> what? Oops. <laughs> Oops, I didn't see that. There was, you know, it's funny. You know, Johnny Fry, who that was the first time we worked with him. He was then in, we, he was also in No Exit, but I, I'll, I'll never forget. We didn't have a lot of time. Once Vinny Pastor got booted off the project, we needed someone quick. And Nick goes, I got this guy. He'll be good. His name is John Johnny. And I remember he came in and he read, and we we loved him like immediately. We we're like, oh man, you are perfect for this. You're yeah. great. He was so excited that we loved him. I remember yeah. he was all smiles. I remember. Yeah, he, he was did, happy. He did a really that. good job. You know, he was a very yeah. intense guy sometimes, but he's also was kind of funny. You know, he was sort of he was a real Hell's Kitchen tough guy. He was, he, he was, kitchen. and that's what he brought to the character. That's why I think that role was easy for him to play. He knew that kind of person. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so. I remember he lifts Joey and Nick Sando off his feet. You know, he throws him up against the wall, and he yeah. literally lifts yeah. his feet. It was Jeez, pretty, was a pretty good scene. And <laughs> you know, the two Joey more, Nero. The two of them together, they were friends, so they were, you know, they were okay to be rough with each other. So that made it even better. They were good friends, and uh, anyway. <laughs> they weren't going to sue each other for being too rough. <laughs> it's funny, Johnny Fry. Used, we used to hang out at the uh, Bourbon Street Bar all the time. Remember? And yeah. different act, different actors would show up each. We would hold court with different actors, and one, and a couple times, Johnny Johnny Fry would come actually quite regularly. But one time, he pulled, showed up in his motorcycle, <laughs> and I had never ridden on a motorcycle in my life. And he goes, you want to go for a ride? So I was like, yeah. And so he gets in the helmet. We jumped oh, on. It took me a ride. And we just rode for, I don't know where we wound up, uh, <laughs> all the way down Broadway. And so I don't know where we went. But it was kind of fun. It was like. Up on sidewalks. <laughs> went through <laughs> the IRT. Johnny, Johnny yeah. That was, and then, wait a minute. You know, we did a screening of Joey Nero. Did you come to this? With, with, it was it was a small theater in, what town is it? Upstate New York. And they had a little. Remember, do you remember the actor? Remember Scott Felixson? Oh yeah, I remember the name. I, he I did don't a film the screening, with, with, with he did that film with Dick Cavett, Helium Head. Mm-hmm. You remember Helium mm-hmm. Head? Yes. And he did that. He wanted his dream project was the Wizard of Bong. Was <laughs> Wizard of Bong? Yeah. The, the pot version of Wizard of Bong. Well, anyway, he's he was <laughs> he was involved with this small film festival upstate, and we screened Joey Nero there. I remember driving up with David, but I'm not sure if if you were there. Yeah, or I don't know where, where the hell I was. But yeah. um. 
but yeah, it was we screened Joey Nero at that, I remember. But that yeah, was about the extent of its uh, of notoriety. Its, yeah. yeah. If we, if, I wish there was a way to fix that audio. It's such a shame. Well, no, the only way to do it is go, get, we have to get it from the original material. You know, that's mm-hmm. the only that's really the only way. And I think we have a print with an optical track, so we could probably that would make be the a saving deep. grace. Getting an actual print made from an optical track. Woo. And that'll look that'll look pretty good. Yeah, it would be nice to have that for just for our own, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I think also people would maybe would want to see it because it's it's not a bad film. It's an interesting film to look at. It has a lot of the old New York. It's a lot of grit yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, from a different time. And oh, you know, the streets, the roofs. Shooting on the street. I love shooting on the streets. I remember we, shot, we were shooting one scene on in front of my building. And my aunt Dee Dee kept looking out the window and saying, <laughs> and she would go, "Oh, Mikey Boom Boom's making a movie." <laughs> it's like, shh. And I'm like, shh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying. Hey, she Mikey. Called Mikey she called me Mikey Boom Boom because I used to love fireworks. So she would oh, go, I, Mikey I, Boom Boom. Afraid okay, of the Boom Booms. <laughs> I was thinking something else, Michael, but that's okay. <laughs> Michael, he made Boom Boom. <laughs> made boom maybe, boom. maybe if you were like two years old. Well, originally <laughs> she. But she would say to me, because I used to be afraid of firecrackers when I was a when I was like a baby. And she'd go, Oh, Mikey's afraid of the boom booms. And then I became this part this firework <laughs> fanatic. And then she called me Mikey Boom Booms. And she used to buy me about bricks of firecrackers. And I'll never forget. Oh, that's sweet. Those bricks she'd be. Yeah, imagine you just, you know, my aunt didn't bring me candy. She bought me firecrackers. She bought you firecrackers, I know. <laughs> it was great. It was, it was so much fun. Well, brick remember bricks? There were eighty packs of firecrackers. The, the big bricks, yeah, the... Those are great. We used to call them mats. It mats. Some people call them mats. It mats. might have been called bricks. Yeah. Mats is a lot of people call them mats too, yeah. My Uncle Vinny, who helped us with, with the sign language instruction, he, he's the guy we used to get the fireworks from because he, he had the friends with, with the uh, with the Giganti family. Oh, really? And we used to go, he had the list right, right off the boats from China, literally. Oh, wow. Like, China, like down, down in the South China area? On the docks, yeah. He used to the get docks. them right off the boats and there were like five bucks a mat or something. It was so cheap. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's a whole different conversation. But we had access to all this kind of stuff. My, my dad would give me, oh, yeah, I made you something. It's like it's a can of black powder to play with. <laughs> you know, be careful. <laughs> be ca- well, that's about it. Be careful. That's all you got to do. But, uh, oh, man. But anyway, so that's, uh, yeah, Joey Nero was, uh, it was, it was a really, it was, it was a lot of fun for us. It was a lot of work, tons of white, late hours, long days, but it was our first Learning real experience. film. Kind of like yeah. our first real film that we ever made. Yeah, I mean, from aside from the music that you can't hear and the sound that you can't really hear, um, the producing part of it. I remember going trying to buy all those candles. It wasn't like oh, right. back candles. then. Yeah. Back then, we didn't have Amazon where you could just order. Nope. Oh, I need I need a gross of uh, tea right. light candles. I had to go find a manufacturer someplace. I had to go find a place and go and meet. And they're like, well, how many candles do you need? And I was like, oh, maybe a hundred or so. So what we deal with, like, in usually thousands. <laughs> but don't worry, we'll take care of you. People were pretty nice, you know. Yeah, we had that old altar with all the candles lit. Yeah, I remember that. That was very impressive scene to look at. It was That was a great set. Yeah. Now it's a great set, but to live in it was rough. That was <laughs> no fun. So anyway, so uh, what a, do we uh, wrap it up here? I think, yeah, we, I think we'll uh, wrap it up. It's a good we'll talk about Joey Nero. Well, our first cross-country episode of yeah. Stoned Alchemy. We haven't even mentioned the name yet. Stoned Alchemy. Yeah, we've been jabbering like a like nuts here. Yeah, that's right. Welcome back to Stoned Alchemy. We've been on a break here only because of you know, I've been going across the country and the move. So we're a little bit behind, but we got some catching up to do. Yep. And uh, we shall be back. And maybe the next one we'll uh, do from outdoors, Russ in Arizona and me in New York. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we could do an outdoor because as it's warming up in New York, I'm sure by the next episode it'll be nice <laughs> and com- comfortable. <laughs> or heating up in Arizona and warming up in New York. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, this has been Stone Alchemy. I'm Mike in New York. And I'm Russ in Arizona. Have a good one. We'll see you next time. Take care, guys. <laughs>